0: super talk mississippi media production taylor swift is coming to new orleans and margaritaville resort biloxi and super talk are giving away a free pair of tickets for your chance to win go register now at margaritaville resort biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from margaritaville and super talk 103.1
1: this is rebecca turner and thank you for listening to the good things podcast here on super talk mississippi Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. you are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in the studio today. Now don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at Supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app and of course your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can also watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalktv.com and you may want to head to your community theater. I know a lot are got a lot having lot of spooky things going on this weekend and joining us today is Tom Booth. He is with the Tupelo Community Theater which is celebrating its 110th birthday uh, for their theater The Lyric and they've got a lot of of spooky things going on. So hey Tom.
3: Hello Rebecca I think we need to get you on stage sometimes.
1: Oh that's a scary thought Tom. That's (laughs) definitely a scary thought. If you've got the radio up will you turn it down in your uh, wherever you're at?
3: i'm sorry it's probably my bluetooth let me get rid of that hold on
1: you know i'm one of those that don't like to hear myself a lot of people who sing or even get on stage or even do something that way they're like i'm so happy you enjoy my voice but for me i prefer not to hear it but that's okay Well, Tom, this is exciting. I know you guys have got a lot of shows that are going to, or plays, should you say, that's going to be taking uh, stage. They're at your theater, which the lyric, I can't believe, is 110 years old.
3: And 10 years old, and isn't technology great?
1: Until it's not, right? (laughs) By now. Yes, we're doing good, Tom. So good. just let me know. So Okay, so let's let's start off. Tell us the background about the Tupelo Community Theater.
3: Sure. Tupelo Community Theater itself was formed in, formed in 1969. There had been a strong theater program with a high school group here, and they were bringing in adults to play in productions and doing big productions, but there was no local theater. So 16 Brave Souls stepped out and formed uh, the theater. And of course, like many theaters, they were just a little gypsy troupe traveling around around finding space wherever they could go for about uh, seven or eight years. And then eventually they found an old church building and converted it into a theater space and were there for several years. And then in 1984, the Lyric became available. And, um, you know, it was built for live theater. It had been doing movies for 50 years. But, uh, you know, what an opportunity for a group like TCT And although it was a big step as far as financially to step out and purchase at that time with their small group, uh, due to great leadership and strong community support, they were able to purchase it.
1: Now, you told me that it could be haunted. Is it a haunted theater?
3: We have you not read about Antoine yet?
1: No, I was waiting for you to share with us here on Good Things.
3: Well, uh, if if your listeners are interested, I encourage them to go to the internet and just Google lyric or um, uh, Tupelo Ghost about Antoine. Antoine has been our ghost here. I've been involved in the theater for 30 years and worked here for 20 years. But when I first came here, I kept hearing about Antoine, Antoine. So I started asking questions. No one seems to know exactly where his name came from. Um, He's like Casper. He's a friendly ghost. He never does anything evil. And um, some people think that maybe he was a spirit left over from the 1936 tornado. Uh, That tornado in Tupelo was the fifth most deadly tornado in American history, killing over 200 people. And because the hospital was damaged, the lyric was used as a hospital and a morgue. And um, so those those people were brought here, and many people think Antoine may be a leftover spirit from there.
1: So how does Antoine come out or present himself? I like that he's Casper the Friendly Ghost. I feel like I could get um, I could rock with that. I think I could I could uh, hang with Antoine a little bit. But is it lights flickering? Do you get to see him? Like share share what are some of the stories around Antoine?
3: i always tell always say i believe but i don't believe Mm -hmm. um you know i believe in in uh, i'm a christian so i believe in another world another place and spirits and i um i'll just tell you my first experience with him this was probably 15 years ago we'd have a a great evening event here—a murder mystery dinner theater—and you know it's 10:30 or 11 o'clock. We're winding up, and we 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 left the theater. We closed the doors and left. And then I remembered something that I needed, and so I came back in and I opened the door. And when I opened the door, I can only describe what I heard: is singing and laughter. And of course, I said. Very funny guys, because at any given time, multiple people have keys to the theater because someone's directing a show or working on something. So I go all the way through the theater, upstairs, downstairs, out the stage door, walk around the theater. No cars here, no people inside. And do you know what I did? I got my keys and went home.
1: (laughs) As anybody would do.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. But, you know, my box office manager and I were sitting here a couple of years ago in the middle of the day, and we hear a horrible crash, and we're like, what in the world? Something's collapsed. And she and I both got up and searched the building, and we've still not found anything. So keys, keys disappear, get moved. Of course, anything that happens at the theater, poor Antoine gets blamed with it.
1: Well, I can see that, and I think everywhere should have an Antoine just to blame some of those, you know, unexplainable things. on. But it also just adds character to your your venue there, and it creates a story, and it adds a little bit of history to those that are going to come and partake in some of your productions. And I know you've got several coming up, and before we get to those, though, I want to talk about the significance of community theater in our communities here in Mississippi, because one thing that I've recognized here on Good Things, Tom, is that we have a lot of these smaller community theaters and every nook and cranny in our state. And there're people who are never going to see their names necessarily on big big screens, but yet they're dedicated. they're volunteers and it's a place of refuge. So why are they so vital to our communities?
3: Well number one, it makes the community. It's another uh, place for people to find. Um, I had no background in theater whatsoever as a child. I think I played a rabbit in a play in elementary school i barely remember that and then when i was a senior in high school my best friend asked me to try out for a play at our show at our at our high school and i didn't get a play uh, a part in the play but when i was a young adult another friend encouraged me to go audition for it and I'm just afraid that many, many people don't know what we have to offer, and we really are the training ground. We have people that have come through Tupelo Community Theater, they've gone on to success, uh, you know, wherever that success might be, whether it's New York or L.A. or in regional theater or as educators. But our job is to introduce people to theater. We think every child should learn about sports and music and theater and, of course, all the things they learn in school. But they should have the opportunity to explore what theater is all about. And it is a welcoming place. It's an equalizer. It's a place where you can have a lot of money, or you didn't even have enough money to put gas in your car to get to rehearsal, and you're all the same there. And many times people don't even know those kind of things about each other. So um, it, it's it's our arts community in Tupelo is so significant, and it, makes, it really makes Tupelo part of what it is today.
1: Do you all have classes or camps, or how do you sort of usher in the new generation for uh, children in the arts?
3: Yeah, as far as children, we do a couple of things. Every summer, we do a summer youth theater production. That's been going on for about 40 years now. Um, That is a full theater production. Uh, Like last summer, we did Matilda, which was on Broadway a few years ago. Uh, It's a youth version, though, so it's simplified. The music's simpler. And normally, that would be for kids anywhere from second or third grade through high school. And... um, and so they come and audition, and, and like any show, sometimes people don't get cast. But also in the summer, we offer a theater camp. That is a one week camp. Um, the younger students come in the morning, the older ones in the afternoon, and then on Friday, each one of them gets to put on a play, short play that's been written by our director, and they learn it. They learn about theater, they learn about movement, blocking uh... projecting getting your voice out there where people can hear you and um, and for that that is a paid camp but we do offer scholarships for that and unfortunately we never have as many scholarships taken up as we want so again we want to educate our community to what's available here although the lyric has been here for hundred ten years and we've been around for fifty three years There're still many people that don't know what we do. Uh
1: Tom, one of the best things I ever heard was a parent say, "My child just sparkled and I didn't know where to put her, so I put her on a stage and she's now uh, you know, a great actress and doing good things." Tom, stick with us cuz I know you got to get to your productions and we've got more to talk about with the Tupelo Community Theater coming up next.
0: Your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its
0: toll. But listen closely.
2: Not for very much longer.
0: I've got to keep
1: control. You can watch good things on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. We're continuing our conversation with Tom Booth. He is with the Tupelo Community Theater who is celebrating their hundred and tenth birthday for their theater called the Lyric. And Tom, did Rhino get two thumbs up for the music for bringing Uh-oh. us in?
3: listen i was just thinking that did he select the music because whoever did was amazing
1: <laughs> Well, it, look, all of that goes to rhino anything music production around good things and all the things it goes to goes to him and he's pretty on point and which leads in directly to what y'all have coming up there at the theater so share share what's coming up at the end of the month
3: so we actually have two theater spaces. We're very fortunate. Nine years ago, about this time, we started a little 100-seat uh, black box in the in the community called TCT Off-Broadway. It's only about six or eight blocks from the theater, but it is literally... Um, If people don't know what a black box is, it is a storefront, converted. It has a a few risers in it, but not really a stage. No curtains. It has seven theatrical lights and a small soundboard. And we started producing shows there that don't work as well in a 477-seat theater, like what we have at the Lyric. So um, one of the things we've done through the years, uh, many, many years, is to bring in the movie, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, which people seem to love, uh, one of the 70s classics. Uh, just FYI, the first time I ever saw Rocky Horror was at the DeVille Theater in Jackson, Mississippi for a midnight showing uh, in a time long, long ago. I've said
1: you're, you're dating yourself there, Tom. I'm
3: okay. I've dated myself for years. <laughs> but uh, it's um, it's just it's a classic people especially think about it for this uh, time of year many people don't know that it was a theater production first it's a musical i was fortunate enough to see it on broadway a few years ago and uh, but what we do with the movie is we present the movie as it is but we cast what we call shadow actors to play all the roles and they interject along as the uh, show goes along uh, also everybody that buys a ticket gets to have a little uh, bag with all the props that you need uh, to participate in Rocky Horror. And if if you've never been, there are uh, all kind of fun things that you get in there, so you're part of the film.
1: Well, that sounds like a good time. I know that's coming up actually on the 31st, so Halloween, which is a Monday this year. What yes,
3: because it's Monday, we decided to go ahead and have it. We're going a little bit earlier because we know people want to get uh, out and get ready for the next day. So doors will open at 6, showtime's at 7. You'll be out before 9. Uh, it'll be a great fun time. And again... Only hundred tickets being sold and those tickets are selling fast. They're twenty five each and no one no one under twenty one it is R rated.
1: Which I was supposed to say you did have a disclaimer on that one. You may it's not one for the kids, it's one for the grown ups to go and sort of enjoy and reminisce, I guess, on probably their childhood, but they probably
3: because they probably watched it when they were a teenager. Uh, uh, and of course it's it's very tame uh, today in today's standards of course, but it was uh, it was pretty out there in the seventies.
1: So you've got something else coming up, too, that's a, a little bit uh, creepier, should I say, in a yes, different we're way.
3: we're very, very excited to bring back this year our 15th uh, haunted theater here at The Lyric. Um, this year it's called Sensory Overload, and um, I have not been through it live yet, but I just walked through it. In the last 30 minutes, and uh, you know, I was a little creeped out just with all the lights on and everything. So it's it's going to be every kind of experience you can imagine as you walk through it, all different scenes. And for people who don't know, this is not a play. You do not come in and go into the auditorium and sit down and watch. It's like a haunted house in the sense that you get to go through a lot of the theater, and there are lots of little areas with lots of little scenes in there. And uh, you know, I will say historically it has received rave reviews and uh, you know it's a a huge event here in North Mississippi and we weren't able to do it the last two years so we're, uh, we're glad to bring it back this year
1: Someone did mention Dan and Hattiesburg are props allowed like they were in DeVille back in the day, talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I just want to reiterate, you said that you'll get a bag of props. You don't have to bring your own, correct?
3: Right, that's right. you That's part of your $25. You'll get a bag of props with everything you need in there.
1: So the Haunted House sort of experience, when does it start? Does it run longer than just one night? Is it already up and going, Tom?
3: It, it is not. We actually open a week from tonight the 20th, 21st, and 22nd, and then a week later, 27th, 28th, 29th. We are not doing it on Monday night because of it being Monday night, But uh, and we also have another show that's cast and waiting on to get on the stage, so we have to strike this uh, haunted theater very quickly and get moving to the next show. But um, it starts at 7, and it's sort of like going to Disney World. You You come, you queue up in line, you pay for your ticket, and then you go through... And at that time, you go through, if it's just a couple of you, you'll probably be paired with maybe four to six other people, uh, and you go through in groups. And um, again, it's, it's, it's very scary. We do not recommend it for small children, but that's up to the parent. As I've said um, in previous interviews, I've seen 45 men 45-year-old men uh, get so scared they ask to leave in the middle of it. And I've seen six-year-olds walk through it and go, uh, that's nothing. So, uh you you know what you can take and what scares you and uh you know we welcome everyone. We do recommend that if they're 12 or under, of course, a parent be with them.
1: Are I mean, do they get to touch or is it gory or is it just the sensory overload? And I need to be prepared.
3: It, it, yeah, we are we are non non-touch. So the actors would not be touching them or grabbing them or anything like that. But sometimes people get in a hurry. And they kind of rush, and uh, so you might accidentally bump into an actor, but nobody's going to be reaching up from the floor and grabbing your foot. There probably is a lot of jumping out and changing in lights and those kind of things. And there's a lot of small spaces uh, that you have to go through to get to another larger space. So uh, it's every experience you can imagine.
1: So if we're not interested in that for just heart palpitation reasons or other sort of things, Tom, you said you have to break down to get ready for another production. So looking past Halloween, what's coming up at the Tupelo Community Theater?
3: Much like the stores you go into, the, all the Christmas stuff is already happening. Uh, we have a production this year, a little, it's a little non-traditional Christmas production for us. It's called Christmas Bells. And it's a southern comedy, and the playwrights have done several in the series about the same family. We did one a few years ago with these same characters called Dearly Beloved about a wedding. And uh, uh, this, of course, ties in all the Christmas elements that you would expect from from southern people, but also, which is very appropriate for Tupelo, uh, there's a little Elvis thrown in there, too. So uh, uh, if you like southern comedy or if you just like to laugh, I think this will be a great one for you and that is um, the second weekend in December and of course we have uh, uh, quite a few other shows this year that we'll be casting for in the very near future
1: and, Tom, remind us, too, I mean, Good Things is airing across all 82 counties here in Mississippi. And like I mentioned, there are community theaters nestled in all all over that we may know about and never been to or just never knew was in our area. What would you say to those just to get out and support their community theater, community theater in their area?
3: Well, let me give them a good resource, If they're especially if they don't know, if they're somewhere and they don't know. We're a very large theater, so we serve an area like an hour, hour 15 drive from here, not only with patrons coming to see shows, but with actors coming there, because there aren't big theaters in every community but if they don't know where to look um, I'm a past president of the Mississippi Theater Association that is a great organization in the state and all they've got to do is Google Mississippi Theater Association that'll pop right up they can send an inquiry and I actually think there's a list of all the community theaters in the state on there now that organization serves all theater professional um, high school theater for youth all all the divisions but um, you know, I, I, people say to me all the time, "Gosh, I want to come be in a show." And my answer is always the same: You will never be in a show till you come audition. You must show up. And you know what? If you're if you're concerned about that and you don't know what's going on, just come and watch an audition one night. Um, different people cast every show, so it's not clickish. When I showed up here 30 years ago, I was not from Tupelo. I wasn't working in Tupelo. I knew no one at the theater, and I knew immediately that it was a welcoming organization.
1: Theater usually are. All theaters are usually very welcoming to all people and different types or whatever it may be. You can find a friend in there. Because you got to be a little crazy to want to get on stage. Yeah. But, Tom, um, where do we go to get our tickets for the Rocky Horror Picture Shows or for The Haunted House?
3: Yeah, the best way to take care of that is just to call the theater at 84662. 844-1935. If they can't remember that, again, they can Google uh, Tupelo Community Theater and we're on all the social medias as well. Uh, right now you can't buy any of our tickets online. That's going to be happening real soon in the future but uh, they can just give us a call or of course we're here Monday through Friday, 9 till 3 if they want to come by the box office.
1: Well, Tom, I appreciate your time and you guys stick with us. we got more for you up next. You watch Good Things on your computer or your mobile device. You can catch it on Roku, even Amazon Fire TV devices and YouTube. You can now watch Good Things on Ceasefire TV. We are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And you can catch uh, Gerard with Middays. He's going to be live at the Tupelo Furniture Market coming up next Wednesday to kick off the 20th anniversary of Celebration Village. Celebration Village is a huge event with Christmas and home decor, food vendors, pottery, jewelry, and every gift you can imagine all under one roof proof and Celebration Village Benefits Sanctuary Hospice and Sanctuary Hospice who cares for everyone who can be admitted regardless of the ability to pay. So that's going to be a good event for a good cause and so that's coming up next Wednesday. Speaking of Tupelo. Okay, Rono, so obviously the Tupelo Community Theater, which we just had on, if you missed that, you can catch that on YouTube after or in podcast form, mentioned that they will be showing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, I was not born in the 70s and I was a Pretty sheltered child. So I have never seen nor experienced. I feel like I recognize the poster that they're using. I feel like I might could have a slight conversation about it just in passing from what you get. But I have never watched it nor experienced the props and all the things. So how do you best describe it to a novice who is curious but a little scared all well, at the same time
2: there's a reason it's a cult classic and it wasn't a blockbuster it is a bit out there and and like tom said it, it was a bit risque for the 70s and now it seems kind of tame in comparison but when you go to the, to a screening especially if it's a screening that allows audience participation it's just a way to get more engaged with the movie because everybody's in on the same in jokes. They're doing the same gags. So, for example, at the beginning, there's a wedding scene. And when the, the married couple is leaving the chapel, everybody on screen's throwing rice, so you're supposed to have rice with you to throw rice at the screen with them. So there's rice going everywhere. And then there's another scene where the, the two kind of main characters get caught in a, in a thunderstorm because they got a flat tire and they, that's where they find the, the spooky mansion where Dr. Frankenfurter, played by Tim Curry, is doing his experiments. And the the main lady, played by Susan Sarandon, has a newspaper and puts it over her head. So you're supposed to have a newspaper, and when she puts the newspaper on her head, everybody in the audience puts the newspaper on their head. And that's when the water guns come out, because it's raining, so if you don't have the newspaper, you start showing off the rain with the water guns and making it rain in the theater. There are... A few things that were popular in the past to bring that most theaters are kind of frowning upon bringing nowadays, like uh, there's a, a part in a song where you're supposed to light up the theater.
3: Yeah,
1: let's not do that. And
2: they would bring candles and stuff. So now you do flashlights. Yeah, your phone. Right. And there's there's other parts where different you're supposed to throw hot dogs and prunes, but that tends to bring mice and rodents and stuff. What a very stuff.
1: interesting combination. Oh, yeah.
2: So you, you don't deal with, with the... You don't bring hot dogs. You don't bring prunes don't bring candles unless the theater he says mentioned, it's okay mentioned Tom
1: mentioned that Rocky Horror Picture Show started theater first and then yeah. shifted to a movie so the original production would they that's how it went down they
2: I think that's how it kind of all started and then it it snowballed from there but i think the the one part that kind of clicks for people and they go oh okay now i get it is Dr. Frankenfurter puts on rubber gloves at a certain point, so you take rubber gloves with you, and during the song he, he pops them, like you pop rubber gloves like mm-hmm. a doctor does. And when everybody in the audience is wearing rubber gloves and popping them at the same time as Dr. Frankenfurter, it's this echo effect, and you, you just feel like you're in the movie with Dr. Frankenfurter.
1: As a parent, the only thing I can, who has not been through this, the only thing I can relate to are the books that have the little... Symbols within the within the story, and then you push the button and it makes the sound or whatever it may be I know terrible you know uh, metaphor, but it feels like that's what you're doing. you're going through kinda. and then you kind of have the stops and you you get to sort of interact or or be a part of it. I think anytime you can hold audience attention is probably going to be uh, a good thing Plus, or add, add
2: to it. What other movie do you get to go see where you're you're supposed to put on rubber gloves and a party hat? and make noise with noisemakers and throw rice and shoot water guns and have it's it's a unique experience for anybody that's of the age to experience it.
1: I guess that like another level of that would be I heard him say that they had like the mystery dinner theater where you go in, you're actually eating dinner, but yet you're part of the production oh, yeah. and there's like a mystery kind of going on. I always thought those would be incredible fun. Just sort of uh, be a part of or or do how you kind of get lost in you you're part of it but you're not but you kind of are and so okay would I enjoy the movie would I would I think I would enjoy the experience I think you would enjoy the, the experience approved. more would than en- the movie okay can you watch do people watch it at home and throw rice at their TV
2: I mean I'm sure people do but yeah that's
1: it's it one that's that comes lot- on the TNTs Ts and the T B S S
2: Every once in a while, right around this time of year, you'll, you'll catch it on at late night or something. But it, it's kind of gotten out of favor, I guess, because it, it didn't age really well. But it, like I said, it is an experience that if, if you've never done it, I'll give you one bit of advice without going into excruciating detail. If you've never been to it, don't let anybody know.
1: That you've never just, been. just
2: ride along and follow along with what everybody's doing around you don't let the people know that it's your first time.
1: I'm not a smart girl, but I do know that if they limit people under the age to, or or make it twenty one and over, there's usually reasons for that, so you can read between lines there as well. I'd assume
2: nothing explicit but yeah innuendo and suggestive material
1: gotcha. All right. Well, we want to make you a part of good things. That's why sometimes we give things away. We were just talking during the break. We've given away so many Chicago tickets here on good things. We feel like it should just be a good things meet up, meet and greet <laughs> In the, at the concert it's going to be good things listeners and i think that'd be a lot of fun and that's coming up october the 28th it is one of the greatest bands ever that chicago they're coming to the brandon amphitheater in brandon I always get tickled when they add the in brandon part it's implied in the name but yet you know it's not in tupelo guys or it's not in biloxi it's it's in brandon i want
2: to go to yazoo and build a brandon amphitheater too just <laughs> to confuse everybody <laughs>
1: Tickets for the show are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. They're also on sale at the Brandon Amphitheater box office, which I will say, if you are in the area, stop by and always pick up at the box office. Man, you can save some cash by not having to pay uh, fees that are tacked on to those online uh, ticket places. But here's your chance to win a pair to see Chicago. Be the 12th twelfth texter today on the C Spire text line. That's 601 eight seven nine four three nine five with the key phrase to win a pair of tickets and and because I run this ship, I'm changing it to darn it Janet. (laughs) 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 So the twelfth person to
2: text in Darn it Janet.
1: Darn it Janet. If you know, you know. I'm learning. I'm learning part of the cult classic there. Then uh, then you will wear you you will wear a pair of tickets. You will win a pair of tickets. To see uh, Chicago there at the Brandon uh, Brandon Amphitheater, and while <laughs> I just appreciate the people who are keeping it family friendly, you're really doing it. You're really going with the darn it Janet things, and so I appreciate uh, I appreciate that as he's as he is counting to 12 to find out who our winner is somebody is counting their cash because one lucky mississippi match five player hit the jackpot for the tuesday night drawing after purchasing the winning ticket from midway pit stop on highway 18 and raymond always like sharing these stories because it reminds us that people actually do win when they play scratch offs or play or play in the mississippi uh, lottery which i call it the mississippi roads and bridges fund but the ticket runner's numbers were nine, fifteen, twenty two, twenty five, six. The prize is totaling two hundred and two thousand dollars, seven hundred and eighty seven and twenty nine twenty nine cents. That's funny. (laughs) Why is there cents in the jackpot? Like why round up, down, I don't I don't know, but again, interesting. The jackpot for the Thursday drawing has reset to approximately fifty thousand dollars and then the Powerball drawing has also increased. I think this is a dated one, but it's around $420 million with a cash value of $215.2 million. And then you got Friday's Mega Millions Jackpot. It's inching on up at the time of this article, which I think was the – oh, this was yesterday. It's now at $494 million with a cash value of $248.7 million. Then you could buy all of us tickets to see Chicago, and we really could have a Good Things Meetup, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Did we get a winner?
2: We do, just confirming their information.
1: Alrighty, well, we appreciate you uh, playing along with that and hope you enjoy your tickets to see Chicago. Don't forget to, though, you can still buy them at the Brandon Amphitheater uh, box office. But stick with us, we got a few more good headlines to share with you coming up next. <laughs> listen to good things we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm we're streaming from your super talk mississippi app and of course your local super talk mississippi radio station and coming up tomorrow you got the Gallo show with special guest host mandy Gart mandy We'll just leave it there. Mandy G. And middays with Gerard Gibbert and Sports Talk Mississippi will be in Oxford at the Convention Center coming up tomorrow for Old Miss School of Business Banking Symposium. So for 20 years, this event has been an important part of guiding our economy. So you're going to get some great content from 6 o'clock in the morning all the way to 6 o'clock tomorrow night with the boys there. So if you're in the area, stop by and say hi or hello. I know they always enjoy getting a chance to meet you all. We were talking about the fact that Rocky Horror Picture Show is a cult classic. So I thought, oh, I wonder what other movies are considered cult classics. And when you're looking through the list of them, you recognize a lot of them fall around kind of the Halloween, horror kind of genre more than others. Is well, there- I mean,
2: think about it. You've got the the quote-unquote action movie genre film with the big buff guy and the guns and the tanks and the explosions. And you've got the rom-com with the girl and the guy in flannel and the dog and the hometown. And you've got the... For for holidays, you've got the Christmas movie where it's centered around Christmas, whether it be Miracle on 34th Street or How the Grinch Stole Christmas or something. Halloween only really had horror. And horror was never really... Halloween specific except for the movie's Halloween. Correct. But horror and Halloween go so well together that the people that were fans of Halloween tended to be fans of horror and
1: they kind of got it tended to
2: be kind of a, an outcast kind of thing where it, hey nobody else may like it but we like it.
1: So I don't like the sector here that says Oscar-winning cult movie. I feel like that is an oxymoron. You can't have that, right? Like it's supposed to be an outcast that didn't really do well. Well, yeah, they can't win an Oscar for that. That's just a successful, popular movie. Like you can't Kinda. have it. You can't have it both ways. But the ones that are just in the the ones that I would say, oh, I watched that. Could see it. Edward Scissorhands. Like I remember, like you, you know, that was like a thing. But it was like a terrible movie. Why did you? Why did we like it? I don't know why we liked it. Because it was different very different yeah i wonder if that one will ever get remade i feel like with the way animatronics what am i trying to say uh, visual effects have improved uh,
2: practical effects and such
1: and such could elevate it but yet part of it
2: do it better than johnny than young johnny depp
1: right and then you would you almost would lose the allure of it making it good i mean part of it was the fact it was you know it had some of the
2: I would say you'd have a tough time remaking that, but it seems like Hollywood is in love with remakes, and I feel like Tim Burton would almost have it coming to him at that point because he made Edward Scissorhands, and then he remade Willy Wonka with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
1: But what if you made old fat Johnny Depp the guy who made Edward?
2: That could be funny. But then who do you get to play Edward?
1: Well, I don't know. It can't be old... Chubby Johnny. <laughs> He's got
2: Although a lot it of would be funny if he did both. I
1: don't know. <laughs> like but Nuddy I feel like you did. could you could incorporate him into the movie as a nod to the original and then somehow, you know, I don't I don't, wouldn't even know how to cast that. Someone said they did a remake of Vanishing Point in the 90s in the remake blue, but he said that someone mentioned that was a good Halloween cult classic and don't forget Napoleon Dynamite. Absolutely. That was a like me one liners, llama that is when llamas hit PR, stratosphere, and they took over the world in terms of trinkets and pill like my daughter who's ten went through a llama phase and she doesn't even understand what started it, which was Napoleon
2: Dynamite. I saw Napoleon Dynamite once and I guess I'm just not in the cult for that cult classic. I just didn't particularly enjoy it. I watched it, it, it was in that I put that in that in that category of films that are awkward for no reason. They just make you feel awkward while watching it. Uh, like super bad.
1: Agreed. you were watching it and you're laughing and you're like, "Why?" They have Scream on this list, but I again I don't think Scream belongs there because it became successful. But it, it, did it start not good?
2: Well, the other thing about cult classics is it cult classics tend to draw in the the movie nerds and the film geeks and the people that analyze movies and film and scream is an homage to the over analyzers of horror i mean look at the rules that they set up in scream from the guy that loves horror movies They're they're kind of poking fun at the genre while making a movie in that genre.
1: The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is on this list as
3: well.
2: Yeah, that's one that didn't do very hot at the box office, but it's got a following.
1: Yet every haunted house seems to think they need to put a man with a chainsaw there at the end so you can watch your six-foot-two-tall grown men tap dance their way right out of whatever scenario they find themselves in. I am more of like the squeal and run Roadrunner right out of those things well we're running out of time here but you can run right into Sports Talk Mississippi which is coming up next from 3 to 6 Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2 but until then I hope you all find time for the good things